I'm Dan Weinbaum, and this is Experts in the News. We're joined by Bob Rabori, president and founder of Biomicrobics. Thank you for being here, Bob. Thank you. Now, Biomicrobics uh, is into the reuse of water, and that includes with wineries and breweries. Tell me about that. So there's lots of sources of what we would call high-strength wastewater, where the water has a high concentration of pollutants. Wineries and breweries are just two of those applications. A winery is roughly 25 times the strength or concentration that might come from a house as compared to a household. Uh, But a winery also has a very high sugar content, and that creates other needs, specialized needs and knowledge to treat the wastewater from a winery that has a high sugar content, which is similar to, say, a juice factory or a perfume manufacturing factory. But the other thing about wineries is during their crush season, they have a lot of skins and stems. So your screening apparatuses ahead of your biological wastewater treatment also needs to be uh, unique so that you can accomplish that. The wineries that we do in the United States and around the world are reusing our wastewater during what's called their crush season, which is two months out of the year, and they're reusing it to wash down the machinery. So we design our systems to be a smaller size during 10 months of the year when they just have the workers' and visitors' wastewater, maybe from the uh, uh, restaurants that they have on site for the visitor center. Uh, But then it's a much larger and sophisticated system for two months out of the year during their crush season. A brewery is similar but uniquely different. A brewery, you have to have a good screening systems for the grains, the mash, the things that come out of a brewery. But when that wastewater leaves a brewery, it's extremely hot. So you can't develop a bacterial population that treats the wastewater in those hot conditions. So you not only have to have a good screening process, but you have to be able to bring down the temperature of that water so that you have the microbes that like to live in the perfect environment like we do, say 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, Biomicrobics works with some of the largest breweries in the world. What about the small ones? We, we do both. We do an enormous amount of small breweries in California and other parts of our country. We did an enormous brewery in Uruguay in the center part of their country. It's, it's all similar. You just have to size for the scale. I've seen a lot of microbreweries pop up around the Kansas City region. Yes, we recently did a, br- a brewery that was kind of a craft brewer. Uh, And it was actually an Anheuser-Busch company down in Patagonia of uh, Argentina. Uh, But it's all similar. Uh, A lot of grains, a lot of mash, a lot of high-strength wastewater, and a lot of heat. So it's scalable. Your applications are scalable. Very scalable, very modular. So if your factory expands and you need to expand the wastewater treatment plant, we can expand the existing system, or we, we can even expand by providing a parallel system. This is fascinating because uh, in our other talks, we, we've talked about water reuse in the home or saving a septic system. This is something that uh, another way that uh, companies and people can kind of go green, if you will, the reuse of water. And these are businesses that use a lot of water. So anytime they could save on washdown water, uh, that's a big cost savings for a corporation like this. And I will tell you, there are some experiments out there where breweries are treating and reusing their water to make more beer. 
So not just to help in the cleaning process or to reuse the water in, say, their restaurants or their kitchens, but to actually make their beer. Yes, they're not selling it commercially, but they are experimenting with it to see if it's going to be something they'll do in the near future. I believe they will. Let's talk about that. When people hear about reuse of water, gray water and things like that, they say, okay, that's great for watering the lawn or something like that. But you can actually take black water and gray water, treat it, and then drink it. Yes. In fact, Singapore is doing this with near 100% of their wastewater. Now, keep in mind, it's easier to do with municipal wastewater because it's all mixed together. So the local breweries, the lo- local coffee manufacturers, all these households, all these shopping malls, all these hospitals, they go to one central collection plant. And so the wastewater is similar almost anywhere you go worldwide. And there's a lot of people that know how to treat that and make it so that it's reusable. We're doing it on unique applications where the wastewater is completely different from one facility to the next. So a hospital is very different from a school, which is very different from a hotel which is very different from a slaughterhouse, which is very different from a restaurant or a laundromat or a single-family home or an office building. And even a grammar school is very different from a high school. However, wineries and breweries are very different yet. They have their own needs. Yes, and I will tell you, there is one application that is extremely strong wastewater that none of us would ever think of, and that's dairy products. It's by far the highest-strength wastewater there is, and we've done those applications as well. Why is that the the highest strength? It's just the nature of dairy. Uh, The things that make milk and cheese and things of that nature, there are much stronger wastewater than wineries. So if a winery is 25 times the strength and concentration of household wastewater, a dairy ends up being three times the strength of a winery or 75 times the strength or concentration of a single-family home or or a municipality. This is something that I I think maybe, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the general public may not be aware of. They think about the water that they're using when they're brushing their teeth or when they're flushing or when they're at the sink cleaning. But the products that we use are made with water. And these companies uh, go through a lot of water. Yes. For instance, most of the rest of the world is is a growing middle class, and that means they want to have more meat. And it takes a lot of water to grow animals, uh, cows, pigs, chickens, things of that nature. And there's a lot of water that's used to wash down the waste from those animals. So all these things are resources that get used. And so all of us, when we go into our shower or sink, we open a tap. We expect to see clean water. When we flush our toilets, we just expect it to go away. We never really think about what it takes to get the clean water and what it takes to send that water away and clean it before it goes into the environment. No matter what the business is, whether it is a, a winery or a brewery or a dairy operation, what is Biomicrobic's goal here? The goal is 100% water sustainability. Uh, for instance, we have an enormous amount of third-party testing and certifications and the, uh, the green building certifications that are out there, and there's a number of them, they all focus on water savings. They don't have a lot of material on water reuse, and we've been advising them on 
the different ways you can get credits for sustainable building mm-hmm. with water reuse, whether you're reusing stormwater, whether you're reusing wastewater, and what you're reusing it for, if it's just irrigation or if it's for the cooling tower that might be cooling the building or for toilet flushing. And in some cases, it can be reused for drinking water. In fact, we are on a closed-loop system at Miami University on dormitories, and the University of Miami and the uh, National Science Foundation has asked us to expand that project and make it even larger. And the students that are in those dormitories know where their water is coming from. They knowingly know they're reusing treated wastewater. And people are starting to become more acceptable of that. Uh, Yes. The easy thing is to treat the gray water and reuse it for irrigation and toilet flushing. Once you gain more confidence, then you start to think about how can I harvest more of this stuff to use more of the resources and pay for less of it. And then maybe when uh, at at a winery or a brewery to even make a product with reused water. Well, and if you think about it, let's just take a large community. So the same thing businesses want to have a cost savings. What about a large community? What if you only reused your gray water for treatment and toilet flushing? Your water plant would have 23% more capacity overnight. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's a huge cost savings, not just for the municipality, but for those of us that pay taxes in that <laughs> municipality. Think exactly. Kansas City, Missouri. Exactly. So not only if you install a system to reuse the water uh, to be environmentally friendly, but you can also save some serious money. Uh, As water gets more and more expensive and as the public is made aware of the true cost of water, we are getting a grassroots interest in our systems just on the economics of it alone. It's becoming less of a regulatory issue and more of a consumer issue. We've been talking with Bob Rabori with Biomicrobics, based right here in Kansas City. You can find out more information at biomicrobics.com. With the experts in the news, I'm Dan Weinbaum. Thanks for joining us.